welcome to episode number 22 of Backing Paper. Woohoo! Uh, back again for another week of email brilliance. And with me, as almost always, is my most spectacular co host, <laughs> Rachel. Rachel, how are you? Hi, Graham. Oh, well, it's lovely to be here. Sorry I missed last week's. Um, I actually have just realised, I was going to say, I've got a little glass of bubbles here, but actually I've just got to the end of it, which is sad, isn't it? So uh, never mind. We've already been having a, a little catch up for about an hour before we press record. So um, I managed to get through my glass of bubbles by that point. Never mind. <laughs> it's really nice to be here and have a chat with you. It's nice to have a glass of bubbles beforehand anyway. it's uh, I, I was lucky enough. This Friday just gone, I went to um, the theatre because I'm very Ooh, classy. Uh, cultured. <laughs> well, I mean, you say cultured. It's the second time I've been to the theatre in the space of a year. And it's also the second Blimey. time in the year that I've been to the theatre to see a live podcast recording. Um, so <laughs> I'm not sure quite how cultured that is. But um, Sinead and I went to see uh, No Such Thing as a Fish live in Oxford. And mm-hmm. uh, it was fabulous. It really was great. Um, I'm sure many people here listen. If you don't listen to No Such Thing as a Fish, you really should. It's a wonderful podcast about crazy facts, and um, they're very entertaining people. Uh, but um, one of the hosts, Anna Chudzinski, God, that's a hard name to say. I'm glad I'm not on that podcast, um, was just getting through the wine at a pace of knots throughout the show. A nice big bucket of wine, which she was constantly swigging from. Uh, so I think that's, given the stature of their podcast, I think it's a good model to go with, Rachel. I think in future, we should have a big bucket of wine to get through Super. each show. Yeah, that sounds like it might be might be fun. Um, I can't believe we're already at episode 22 of Backing Paper. Where did that go? I know. Um, that that very initial oh what should we call it we'll call it backing paper until we can figure out a better name for it (laughs) (laughs) and instantly forgot about that as a plan yeah Uh, never mind yeah yeah it's weeks are flying by aren't they and i think we've only missed one week so far one maybe two weeks i don't know it's backing paper nobody cares um (laughs) what have you been up to this week rach um this week i um what have i been up to this week oh yes this week i um ended up being given a space for um a women in science and creativity um exhibition as part of the rise liverpool uh, project which is exciting uh, basically means that i've been given a case or two two small cases or one large case display case at the hornby library uh, sorry hornby library as part of the liverpool central library and it's a beautiful beautiful wooden panelled um room one of my favorite places in uh, in the city to go so i'm i feel really honored to have been given a space there alongside i think nine other um, women in science and creativity so uh, we'll be we'll be hopefully launching um our exhibition there um the first of june i believe we might have a private viewing on the 31st of may and that would be super cool so uh, that'll be on i think for a couple of months which is lovely it's about celebrating women in science creativity and all things that that's fantastic, Rach. You did send us a picture of the space it's going to be happening in, mm. and it's really cool. It is a Excellent. really awesome space. Um, yeah, that's great. It's, it, uh, how exciting is it just to think about your work being displayed somewhere like that? I yeah, it's imagine. like amazing. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I've, um, I was thinking about this the other day, actually. Well, I got a message from a friend saying, 
oh my god you've had like loads of exhibitions this year I'm so proud of you just you know it was just really nice kind of we don't always reflect on the things that we've done I think I, I know it's kind of like oh this happened and then on to the next thing and sort of forget what what's been already so it's yeah it's it's lovely to kind of actually see um yeah to kind of go oh that's that's like my work and stuff you know in a place that has always meant a lot to me anyway it means it's especially especially lovely so uh, yeah I'm really excited to be able to to have that opportunity and um, and knowing that there'll be perhaps other workshops or parts of the project or things that I might be able to um, encompass as part of um, as part of that to you know raise raise um, awareness and highlight more women in photography and science and stem and all of these lovely things that I really enjoy doing so yeah it's very cool it is and um, I, I know we'll mention it again before we come to it but can you just give us the dates again Rachel and whereabouts it's happening yeah so hopefully fingers crossed they haven't absolutely confirmed yet but we're hoping there should be a private view on the evening of the 31st of May at the Hornby Library, um, which is inside Liverpool Central Library. So it's basically the um, uh, the old uh, wood panelled room uh, inside Liverpool Central Library. Cool beans. Book your dates now to get up there, <laughs> listeners. You, you know you're going to come and see some of Rachel's work. It's going to be fantastic. Um I have had uh, some fun with cyanotypes this week. I know. Well, this week you've just gone all out for it, haven't you? After our after our conversation the other day, um, where I was saying that you'd messaged me about it, and I was trying to rescue you from disappearing down that rabbit hole. <laughs> Seems you went down that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> What are you going to do? There was a cute bunny rabbit with a pocket watch, and he was like, "I had to follow him." Um, yeah, so this stuff. So yeah. I took your, I took <laughs> some of your advice. I, I, so you said, oh, check this place out if you want to get some cyanotype chemicals for your own. Um, so uh, what's the place called, Rach? You've got better memories than I have. Uh, cyanotype.co.uk. Cyanotype, there you go. It's pretty easy to remember. Um, <laughs> so I was looking there and, okay, great. They've got the chemicals. I can give this a go. Um, and then I went, oh, they also do this kit where you can get a lamp as well. And it's quite expensive, um, but it rains a lot in the UK and it's dark a lot. And it's, you know, like, well, and, and I asked Rachel's advice and Rachel said, you probably shouldn't go spending all of this money when you really haven't tried this much at all. So then I ignored <laughs> Rachel and went and spent all that money anyway. Uh, and the kit turned up on Thursday and I was like, I'm going to use this right now. Um and yeah, it was it was great fun. Um, I'm so pleased. I I really am. It wasn't that I I wasn't trying to stop you. Um, oh no, you being do, doing that. But I was just I was just thinking. You know, it's just it's. I find it quite funny because, as obviously a lot of our listeners know, you are a gardener. That is what you do as your as your full time job, um, which means that you're outside, literally in daylight, pretty much all day literally every day and you get paid for it so yeah. i was like well you know it's not like um if you're stuck in a factory or office or you know any of those sorts of jobs where um that there's a lot less access to uv light um and it just made me laugh that you were like no um, gonna buy the lamp anyway don't care what you say uh, it's gonna happen so yeah but i'm i'm absolutely thrilled that 
you've um, uh, how much you've enjoyed uh, doing that and it's been lovely to know that you and Sinead have actually uh, had a chance to enjoy doing the activities together so I was really pleased that um, my little kit helped inspire you to uh, to go and do that that's cool I mean and that's the thing is that without without getting your kit and without trying it with the the papers that you'd already got done I would never have gone to this place because it, it was it was trying it out and just going through the experience and seeing, yeah, and it, I mean, it might not be for everybody. So this is why trying things out is always mm-hmm. the best way, um, because even though the chemicals are not expensive to buy, if you buy them and then you find you don't want to use them or don't want to muck around with chemicals in the first place, you've then got these chemicals kicking around. And um, so no, it was great trying your kit out first. And without it, I definitely would not have gone down this rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> but the, the, once I got the chemicals, they're they're easy to work with. I, um, it was um, great that you can make them up in just teeny tiny little quantities um, mm-hmm. and just do a few sheets. Um, and uh, although you're absolutely right about me having loads of access to daylight, uh, I, I really want to kind of experiment quite a lot and make a lot of mistakes because that's mm-hmm. inevitably what's going to happen. And so being able to just do that ad nauseum at home and wasting a lot of paper mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and stuff like that at home it just seems like a real great way of doing it. Um, and... You're impatient, aren't you? I am massively impatient. <laughs> um, Which made me laugh because I was like, hello, it's analog photography, the whole, you know, ethos of slowing down, taking your time. And you're like, no, I want this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was uh, I was bouncing around the house on Thursday evening just like, this is great fun, this is the most fun ever. Um, the hardest part of the entire process was the only rubber gloves we had in the house were some <laughs> Sinead's rubber gloves for washing up. Um, and I was already familiar with how small these rubber gloves were because um, when Alex was over, we were using them to try and wrestle this lens off a camera board and we'd already struggled a lot with these stupid rubber gloves and kind of ruined them and I just put them back in the cupboard and not told Sinead. So having to get these rubber gloves on and off my far bigger hands uh it was difficult so i need to do something about that people were a little bit horrified to see me clearly <laughs> using cyanotype chemicals pretty much on the breadboard <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah generally listeners that's not don't do that at home it's not it's not the best it's not the most sensible thing to do it's probably fine <sighs> i work on the theory that the, all of the photographic chemicals I probably ingested are just going to do wow. battle with all the pesticide and um, weed killer that I've also ingested because okay. I'm just as careless with all of that stuff as I am yeah. with um, photographic chemicals. So, you know, it's going to be Roundup versus HC110 oh in the Battle goodness. Royale. So to be fair, in, in comparison to that, I think we're fine then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It will be fine. Um, so, no, that's been great fun. Good. I'm looking forward to doing more of that stuff. Should we read some? Got... Oh, sorry. Sorry. Right? No, no, I was just um, just reflecting on that and thinking of, I've actually got my um, <clears throat> uh, the pieces that I made up for the Double Fantasy exhibition project. They're going up, uh, they're being hung on uh, the 10th, actually. I had a, an email saying we're going to be hanging them up. So uh, that, oh, that'll be nice, get to go and, and see them them going up. So they'll be in the exhibition, The um, they'll be in John Lennon and Yoko Ono's Double Fantasy exhibition until, I think, November, which will be very cool. That is very cool. That is very cool. I think that's the other thing from what you've been finding, that there's a lot of potential for experimentation and, you know, the potentials are a lot. There's a lot of potential there, isn't there, for creating which is great and also just uh, as we talked about a bit on last week's Sunny 16 podcast just as it being a quick and easy way to make mm-hmm. prints um, yeah. Yeah. I got some transparency sheets with this kit and uh, I had a very quick look at how to make 
digital negatives in Lightroom. It's like, oh, this is really easy. So that's going to be a next step is just having a go at that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it just it just opens up lots of avenues and it's just a fun thing to do. Making stuff is fun. Darkroom stuff is fun. And this is kind of the easiest darkroom stuff that you don't need a darkroom for. Um, yes. Yeah. which is cool so yeah back into the dark room next will be uh will be the next step that's lovely oh yeah so i've been that's the other thing this week is i've been mm-hmm. the stuff turned up to line my shed with so i've been trying to do that in every spare five minutes not living <laughs> many of those so i'm hoping that within the next couple of weeks i'll have a, my dark room kind of done and finished and i'm gonna be i will be so ready for the next print party i will be so ready um it cannot come a moment too soon frankly because not having a dark room is a bit of a nightmare I'm discovering. Shall we read some emails, Rach? Let's read some emails, absolutely. Um, okay. Do you want to take the first one or oh, shall I take yeah, it? I'll take this first one. Okay. Um, this is from Graham Young, uh, who is one of the hosts of the Homemade Camera podcast, which is an excellent podcast, which really... Oh, hi, Graham. Yes, it is. Yeah. ...explores all the ins and outs of uh, camera construction and design. Um, so if that's your kind of thing, you should absolutely check it out. Um he writes in, hello, Rachel and Graham. Great job as always. Uh, Flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> uh, I want to let you and your listeners know that I've started a new podcast dedicated to beginning film photographer. I have felt for a long time that this is an underserved audience in our community. For most film photography podcasts, you need at least an intermediate level of knowledge to follow the conversations. That leaves out the most vital part of the community, the new blood. The Get Started with Film Photography podcast, snappy title, um, but it says everything you need to, um, aims to help new film photographers expand their knowledge bases, skills and understanding of what it takes to make it in this wonderful hobby. I have already released several episodes with subjects like buying your first film camera, the exposure triangle and film photography for digital photographers. Each month, I will answer listener questions on a dedicated episode. For more information, you can go to getstartedwithfilm.com. Thank you from Graham Young. I think that is a brilliant idea for a podcast. Um, What about you, Rach? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's right in my wheelhouse, that, isn't it? That's, um, yeah, it's basically what I do. Love it. It's great. Well done, Graham. Because he's absolutely right. Um with the exception of i guess um you know the fpp have historically been very good about clearly explaining what they're talking about and really going into detail on stuff um but most of the other podcasts ourselves included we assume a lot of knowledge that why would anybody who is new to film photography have um and it must be a bit of a nightmare for people who are just getting started digging in and being faced with all of these terms uh and yeah you just you just pretend that you know what you're doing (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah literally it's like yeah fake it till you make it as they say yeah do it i think this is a really nice way of um uh bringing down some of those uh obstacles those barriers uh to entry so yeah very cool because it's very easy to forget that even the most basic knowledge for things like photography Somebody has to tell you these things. Uh, I And I had to be very aware of this. I worked for years in garden centres. And sometimes you'd get questions that were seemed so insane. Like, do I have to take the pot off this plant when I plant it? And you think, well, of, of course you do. 
uh, what, but if you don't know, you don't know. And unless mm-hmm. you, you know, if, if you've never done any gardening before in your life, if you didn't grow up with a garden, how would you possibly know? You know, stick it in the ground with pot. So um, there's kind of a podcast where there are no stupid questions. It's wonderful. And Graham is a wonderful host. The production value on the Homemade Camera podcast, the fantastic Graham is an incredibly affable gentleman to listen to. Um, so whilst it might not be perhaps for listeners of this podcast, um, but if, if maybe it is, maybe if you're new to photography and you'd like something that would help you with that stuff, check it out or recommend it to friends who are getting into it. Um, I'm hoping we're going to have Graham on before too long, maybe in May. He's, his mm. work schedule doesn't fit with ours recording very well, but um, we'd love to have Graham on because he's a really lovely chap and he's been doing some interesting stuff with his own camera building. Um, and also I want to find out exactly how it went for him when he tried to improve on the camera. Uh, not well. <laughs> he, he will deny it, but not well is the answer to that question. Um, do you want to take the next one from Terry Rage? Yeah, no problem at all. Um, Terry uh, Terry actually got in touch on Facebook, and I think he says that here. He says, hey-ho, sonnies, I popped a post on Facebook, and you kindly suggested sending it via Gmail. So here it is. Um, so it's, this was April the 3rd, 2019, from New, Th- New South Wales, Australia. Lunchtime, work lunchtime, as it's just after 8pm. <laughs> um, Terry says, I've just listened to the amazing trilogy that is episode 100, and I'm blown away by both the intro and the Ilford adventure. Whilst trailing about a year behind on the listening schedule, I do know that you are still podcasting. The 2019 Photography Show episode was great. Although I haven't been to the event for nearly 10 years due to living due to living in Oz, I knew the show before it was even changed to focus. Gosh, um, may I wish you all the very best for a fantastic future of photography. Many regards from Terry Betts. So it's really nice to have you on board, Terry. And thanks very much for emailing in. Um, as I mentioned on um, uh, our little Facebook conversation, um, I thought if he if he emails in, it actually might get a chance of being read out on backing <laughs> paper. So because uh, otherwise, when, when there's so many different messages come in through different social medias, they all end up getting a little bit lost. So it's good to have um, a central central point for our listener communications so uh, yeah it's lovely lovely to uh, hear that uh, you've uh, started listening to us terry that's great yeah yeah i think you're absolutely right rach if in general whilst it's lovely to hear from folks on facebook um i'd never go on facebook <laughs> our resident facebook um expert rach you kind of barely go on facebook don't you rach? Oh, dear. so <laughs> the safest way to ensure that we will see a thing is to send us an email or use the contact us page on the website at sunny 16 podcastcom either of those work fantastically and we will definitely see them then so they're a bit safer um yep. also email say, address uh sunny 16 podcast at gmail.com good point there we go. um and thank you very much for the um feedback on episode 100 uh that was such a, a fun experience for both of us wasn't it rach it really was, yeah. It was lovely to see um, uh, the whole team there at Ilford and, and um, hear more about them. They really, as much as it sounds like a cliche, they really seem to be like a proper little family. It's really sweet and um, fantastic to see uh, a company like Ilford um, that, you know, really all the trials and tribulations they've been through over the years and and how they're making it into a really sort of like strong business going forward, which is awesome. 
Yeah, and if you haven't checked out, um, I know that episode two hundred. Uh, sorry, two hundred. Jeez, Louise, no, we're not. Hang on, uh, we're not negative <laughs> positives. Um, I know that. I think episode one hundred. I think is our most downloaded episode. Um, but there was also an episode one hundred, part B and part C. Uh, and if you haven't ever listened to those, do go back and check them out because um, those were the ones where we were sort of wandering around the site or being taken on a tour around. We weren't just wandering. We, <laughs> we hadn't just, uh, we hadn't just <laughs> they don't let like, you and I would just wander around, do they? <laughs> no, um, but we got a fantastic tour of the site and there was just an incredible insight into what they were doing, the process, um, and just hearing how it's all done there. Uh, it was really great. Um, and the kind of look into that world that you don't very often get to have. So if you haven't been and checked out those two, you, it's well worth it. Um, and I hope we get to get back there one day, Rach, because they're just lovely people to go and visit, yeah, aren't they? So. I hope so. Absolutely. We just have to make sure we take cake. Yeah, exactly. As long as <laughs> we take cake, I think we're all right. Uh, this next... Oh, you know what? I forgot to say at the top of the show, mm. Rach. What did you forget? I forgot to say, we haven't got many emails this week. This should be a quick one this week. And we might actually what? make it a quick one this week. And I nearly... No I didn't say it. God damn it. I'm cursed. Anyway, <laughs> this next one is uh, from Bruce Horn. Bruce writes in, Hello, Sunbeams. Your latest episode with Ian, where the difficulty of manual flash photography was mentioned, brought to mind O. Winston. I don't remember if you've mentioned him before, but if you haven't seen his work, I highly re recommend taking a gander. His large format nighttime flash photography of steam locomotives Ooh. and other subjects is really awesome. Now, when I read that, I thought that does ring a bell. And you know who I think we've talked to about it before? Eric. I think Eric oh. is a fan of his work. Um, oh. And so when Eric was on, I went and looked at some of these pictures. And they're incredible. They are in these incredible nighttime shots of trains and stations. And I'm such a fan of steam steam engines. My mom absolutely always loved steam engines. She wanted to be a train driver when she grew up. Unfortunately, she she didn't actually manage it. Um, but yeah, like growing up, I had the um, well, not the whole set, but I had I had some little elements of the double O gauge, the um, Hornby ones. Oh, are just cool. yeah, one of my absolute favourites. Um, our family friends had, uh, I think, the O gauge actually, and had it set or going around in the loft it was amazing you could like put your head up in the middle of it and just watch <laughs> this whole miniature world going past it was just brilliant yeah so we we had always loved that one one that i always had wanted and i know my mum had always wanted was the um flying scotsman obviously um because they do they and i've realized that they do um an actual um very specific set of that which is awesome so yeah i'll have to go and check that out i haven't seen this work but it sounds definitely right up my street <laughs> oh it's well worth looking at i mean these are not just pictures of trains these are stunning shots like i said taken at night on large format i'm 100 percent certain um with this incredible lighting which um we go on yeah, goes on to talk about more in a email so i will carry on reading but um yeah the these pictures they are something else they really are worth checking out anyway uh, it continues reading up on how he produced them might be helpful as well for those doing large format flash work my recollection is that he used immense quantities of flash bulbs to get enough light to cover subjects hundreds of feet across God. sufficiently for a stop down four by five to capture it electronic flash at least at that time was nowhere near powerful enough to handle it 
Also, your mention of die subprinters reminded me to recommend the Canon Selfie series of die subprinters. <laughs> These are quite different from the large format die subs most people think of, but they give a really nice quality 4x6 prints from a device about the size of two paperback books, can run on batteries or AC, and have very cheap per print cost. If you scan your negatives and want to proof before sending them off to the lab, or if you just enjoy moderate sized prints of some of your images, these can be really nice. The printers can be had for around 100 US dollars, and I think the prints are 10, 20 to 30 cents. Cheers from Bruce Horn. It's funny you should say that, Bruce. I actually have the Canon selfie. I didn't even think to um, to mention that before. And um, yeah, really nice. I did quite a bit of research, obviously, before um, going there and uh, and buying one. But I wanted one that I could use out on uh, on location. Um, as he says, you can use batteries or plug it in if you've got a, a, a plug point and what have you. And uh, yeah, they're, they're really good um, and pretty pretty reasonable. Uh, when you buy, I think it's like 30 quid for 100, 100 prints or something, uh, something like that. So which is the ink and the paper uh, oh, and what have you to make it work. Bad. So, yeah, exactly. So if you've got, you know, for me on a on a project, if somebody says, right, OK, we'd like you to do that, you can shoot. As he says, you know, you could shoot digitally and then put your SD card in or you could shoot um, and then get your scans and just print those out from, you know, from a USB um uh, it will do those for you as well and and i've quite often done that as part of the whole like loop and cycle of hybrid photography and sort of like linking the traditional analog side of things with what we can do now um with our digital technology i just think it's very cool so yeah yeah, I, I seem to recall um, there was one of those in the house at one point many, many years ago. Um, the, the only thing with them is uh, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of six by four size prints. Um, sure. I, I, if I'm ever getting prints done, a small print, I always go with seven by five. Yeah, I just, I don't know what I, they're just that little bit bigger mm-hmm. just makes quite a world of difference to me. And um, I don't, do they, do they make a Canon selfie that does 7x5? Probably not. I don't think so, no. Um, not at this point. I mean, they may, they may do in the future, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, I know like 6x4 is, is the one that I've got and obviously the one that Bruce mentions here. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, a great shout out. Uh, do you want to take this last one, Rach? This, I told you there yep. weren't many this week. I know, gosh. Um, so this last one is from Dave Walker. He says, hi there. Uh, I thought I'd tip you off about some great work going on with, is it Joaquin? That's, I think that's a great shout, Rach, yes. Excellent. Um, at Open SX70. Disclaimer, I've been helping out a bit with the electronics design and the light meter. Ooh, sounds exciting. Um, we have a link, which we will come on to talk about in just a moment. He says, some great results coming through on the latest prototype. Looking forward to the blog post explaining it all tomorrow. Cheers from Dave. That's exciting. So go on, tell us a little bit about this then, Graham. Yeah, so I had a quick look at this before. So this is really cool, actually. So the kind of the the goal of the project seems to be to replace the old circuit board in an SX-70 with a a new Arduino-based system so that you can do more with it. So you can um, take manual control and do all Mm. sorts of different stuff with it. but apparently that's quite difficult to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the chap... I can't um, even get mine to work. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> At all. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, so Joachim, the guy who um, sort of started this project, has made it an open source project, and he's looking for people to help him make it reality. This isn't a project, a product they're necessarily looking to put on the market. This is an open source thing. Um, but yeah, I think it's really cool. The, the website is great. It's got. Um, uh, on their about page on there which is the, the, the worst thing about the website is finding the about page it's buried at the bottom but um it's got a constantly updated about page detailing all the steps that they're going through and all the sort of trials and tribulations um but they really seem to be making progress with it and to breathe life a uh, new life into these wonderful sx70 cameras has to be a fantastic thing I mean, oh, yeah. has yours ever worked rach no no it looks beautiful it looks beautiful but yeah unfortunately it's um it's something to do with i can't can't actually get the the shutter it's the shutter um that just doesn't seem to want to work so um i know that i I did mention it to steve at chroma chroma camera steve uh lloyd and he said um that there was some little trick he could do with a with a paperclip or something i'm not sure exactly maybe this <laughs> is just a random magic trick yeah. <laughs> exactly um it was quite late i think this is when he was originally dropping off my my beta version of his chroma camera so this is maybe god over over a year and a half ago now i think um and it was about midnight or something um and i was like steve by the whilst you're here <laughs> i've had this trouble with this excess sx70 for a few months and i haven't managed to get it working he was like ah paperclip something blah 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 and yeah and i've totally forgotten (laughs) what he was telling me to do so i would have to have a look at that and also yeah um if anybody else is interested and if anybody has any um you know coding skills or um electronic electronic engineering skills things like that perhaps go to opensx70.com and have a little look yeah, I think they would be very happy to have uh, anybody getting involved who is up for that. Um, and yeah, what what a, what a cool project! Um, I think it's fantastic. It's always great to read about stuff like that. Um, we have got a couple of other bits. And uh, the first one is I think another thing from Facebook. I think Rach, the film photographer's map. Yes. So um, actually, it was um, a chap called Ted Smith who got in touch on Instagram and he had sent me a couple of messages and one saying, I was wondering if you and the fellow Sunny 16 hosts would want to take a look at the new site that I've built for film photographers. It's called imaginatively um, the film photographers map which is www.thefilmphotographersmap.com. I am gradually introducing it through groups I'm part of. Uh, He says he started the other day with the uh, Negative Positives podcast group. (gasps) Shocking. Um, He says people seem to like it. And um, thanks for reading the note. Oh, he also says thanks for the mention on the podcast the other day regarding the Analog Wonderland Low Light Magic Contest. So that was obviously Ted's work. Um, So... I went and had a quick look at the filmphotographersmap.com and basically it just sort of says um, it's a way of hope. The aim is to hopefully help film photographers like yourselves, listeners, um, and provide a sort of global heat map of us all worldwide. So the website aims to help all film photographers uh, by not only plotting our global locations, which is its primary aim, but also by acting as a group um with a, a dedicated website committed to film photographers connecting others um with you so that's nice isn't it it's a way of kind of going this is where i live you never know you might find out that somebody who also shoots with film lives just down the road from you yeah i think it'd be great and obviously it's one of these things that 
It only works if people use it. If nobody signs up for it, then it'll be a very underpopulated map. But um, yeah, I think sometimes it can be surprising uh, who there is that's out there shooting film um, that you just don't know about. This, I was listening to a conversation. Uh, I can't remember who it was being between. I think it... Oh, I know what it was on. Mm -hmm. It was... Um, so there was a lot of uh, cross-podcast communication last week because in the run-up to April Fool's Day, the... Delight that is M came up with the great idea to <laughs> to create the uh, spoof, um, whatever that long sent long name for the classic Sunny Studio, whatever it was podcast. So obviously that involved a lot of coordination, and as a side effect of this, um, it ended up with Simon Forster from the Classic Lenses podcast having to show Mike Gutterman from the Negative Positives podcast how to use Google Hangouts. Uh, at least that was the uh, excuse Simon used to get. Mike on a Google Hangouts call, uh, drunk. He was Mike was drunk, so uh, oh being taken advantage of by Simon. Simon was recording the entire conversation, and essentially went, "Oh well, we may as well make this into a podcast." And then as it proceeded, they went, "Oh well, it could be a negative pos positive podcast as well." So Simon basically made himself a guest. <laughs> on the Negative Positives podcast by getting Mike <laughs> drunk. Uh, it was uh, quite hilarious but to hear that. That's a yeah, that's that's a strong move. It really is. It really is. Um, and yeah, the, 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 yeah, as it got to the end, where Michael seemed, well, I, I suppose we'll wrap this up now. Where Simon's going, yep, now it's time for me to plug my stuff. <laughs> ruthless, <laughs> well absolutely <done> <laughs> ruthless. Um, but one of the things that they did mention in their rambling conversation was about the fact that uh, probably quite a lot. The percentage of people who we engage with on Twitter and on Instagram and listen to the podcast is probably quite a small percentage of the people who are actually out there shooting film. Mm -hmm. um, so if we could get this map uh, out there to more people, although obviously the problem with that is that those people are <laughs> probably fundamentally not going to see it either. But uh, it's a nice idea anyway, isn't it? So um, Yeah, definitely. And and it's like, um, you know, with photowalk.me, the more people know about it, the more people will use it, the more it will... You you know get get talked about so it you know it has to start somewhere doesn't it and if if people who listen to this show you know go and just register themselves and so you can sort of see where where people generally are um i think that's uh, that will be a good start cuz uh, you never know where it might where it may go yes. so it's the filmphotographersmap.com yeah check it out okay <laughs> now rachel i'm going to have to ask you to briefly pause because i've just realized i need something uh, and i've left it in the other room i'll be back in one second i'm just going to leave okay. this running and cut it out two six no problem i don't know whether he means i actually have to sit here and and sing to you guys or just have a general chat or whether he's actually going to cut this out afterwards now we know how little graham enjoys editing so i'm going to assume that he's not going to cut it out <laughs> we'll wait and see um if it's just us here, uh, listeners, then, uh, well, it's nice to, nice to have a little chat. I have no idea what he's going to go and find. But as we've got to the point where we're about to start talking about coffee or Kofi, K-O hyphen F-I, um, for those who, when we say coffee and have tried to find it, have them not found it, um, it might be something to do with his, for want of a better word, facts, uh, his fake facts on uh, our donors so it could well be something to do with that oh dear i've tried i have tried to stop him doing this but um unfortunately to no avail so far so before we uh before we got to recording today 
I was busy doing a bit of processing, uh, a couple of projects that I've been up to, uh, that I've been busy working on, um, just trying to get the uh, the processing of those done, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, busy with my changing bag. Unfortunately, my my dark room is also a little bit upside down at the moment, a bit like Graham's shed isn't isn't quite uh, quite ready. Um, with there being lots of projects that I've been working on recently. The keeping on top of it being nice and tidy and knowing where everything is has sort of fallen by the wayside a little bit. So unfortunately, um, it's a little bit difficult to actually find the things I need in there at the moment. So I've booked in tomorrow, so Monday and Tuesday, to uh, basically empty empty the dark room, hopefully, and uh, um, and then re refill it with with things I actually need and want to and should be wanting to keep sort of thing. So once that's done, it'll be nice to have um, my dedicated space back to, back again for um, for record. Uh, sorry for um, for processing and things. So unfortunately, as I don't, I didn't have that today. I was downstairs in the uh, library instead, doing my processing. Oh, that sounds like a door. Maybe Graham's back. Are you back to join us, Graham? Are you back joining us again? Just about. I can hear you clattering around. Are you back joining us? No, it's just ignoring me now. <laughs> Who knows what he's doing? You're hearing behind the scenes here, listeners. <laughs> Hi. Sorry, Rachel. That's all right. Sorry, I was Pat. just chatting to them. I was just chatting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, if you kept everybody entertained, then that's fantastic. I don't have to cut anything out. Well, um, I don't know if I did. Um, I Well, like I, I was saying uh, to the listeners, he probably hasn't actually it probably isn't actually going to cut this i don't know so i wasn't <laughs> sure whether you wanted me to keep on talking or not <laughs> okay then so that's it for the emails this week let's move on to coffee stuff now shall we rach uh-huh great <laughs> great i know you love hey, listen thrill. that's not the attitude is it? these are the wonderful people who donated and first i want to say thank you very much it wasn't at them it's not the listeners it's at you and your facts i don't know mm. what you're talking about rachel mm-hmm. i do not know what you're talking about uh, the first thing we want to say thank you to is to monica danos past guest on uh, the underexposed podcast which was last year wasn't it rach mm-hmm. yes um, that's right Monica is absolutely lovely. Monica is one of the people who organises the um, print party, which has just finished. Uh, and there's, there'll be another one uh, soon. I don't know what the date of the next one is, but keep an eye on Twitter. Um, follow at print party, P-A-R-T-E-H. Is that right, Rach? I think it's T-A-Y. Oh, no, I don't know. Oh, no. Now you've asked, I don't know. Okay, well, Rach will very quickly look that up whilst I'm talking. Um, and, of course, follow Monica as well, who is at Dr. Mars Rover on Twitter. Um, an absolute delight. Frequently shares her work. Um, lots of beautiful work from Monica. Lots of lovely pinhole stuff from Monica. And uh, if you haven't listened to the underexposed episode she was on last year, then you definitely should because she was very good. Have you found out about Print Party? I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to find it. Sorry, I had to switch it off um, um, airplane mode, you see. Um, so it took a moment to. Um, so you think it's P A R T A H? T E H. Oh, gosh. Okay, so something went wrong, <laughs> apparently. Uh, 404. Print party. Oh, gosh. Okay, I've got the scroll. Oh, here we go, Monica. Yay. My March cyanotypes all in one blog post. Five hours ago, she, she put that down. And that is hashtag print party. P-A-R-T-E-H. And actually, that's on her via her website. So 
it's funny that obviously with what we were talking about earlier and uh, Monica does some beautiful work as you as you mentioned I'm sure I'm sure just then Graham um her website is the smell of fixer.wordpress.com you should have a check that out yes now as Rachel has already excitedly mentioned, it is the start of the month, listeners, and you know what that means. It means that <laughs> all of the, or not all, but a lot of recurring um, donations to coffee have come through again. So that means it's fact time. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> brace yourself for a new swath of facts. Rachel, you want to read out the names and I'll give you the relevant facts that our team of researchers have found out. Is it after, um, after going to see uh, No Such Thing as a Fish, I feel mm. that we're very much on the same wavelength with the level <laughs> of quality of the facts that are we're sharing versus the ones that they're sharing absolutely okay so first up we've got juliet schweib uh juliet secretly believes that moles are responsible for earthquakes <laughs> james thorpe james thorpe has a tattoo of gloria hunniford on his ankle <laughs> duncan gammon uh, duncan gammon likes to sing to trees but will only whistle at bushes Sam Cornwell. Uh, Sam Cornwell's party trick is that he can perform a standing backflip. Oh, blimey. Um, Hilary Clark. Hilary Clark has a pet bee called Charles. Oh, that's so cute. I really want to see his pet bee. Um, Jayabat. Uh, Jayabat is convinced that if he ever puts his left shoe on before his right, his hair will go grey. Martin Smith. Uh, Martin Smith's first. So Martin Smith is responsible for PhotoWalk.me. This is actually his second attempt at his website. His first one was um, PhotoSleepWalk.me, which was <laughs> aimed at uh, somnambulists who like to take pictures. Um, there's definitely a project in there, isn't there, somewhere? Absolutely. Um, Fraser Yule. Uh, Fraser Yule can tell the difference, can identify 500 different types of cheese by smell alone. <laughs> uh, Slavic Karfas. Uh, Slavic once punched a horse full in the face, but it's okay, the horse was a racist. It was, oh, God. Graham. <laughs> um, Harry Thackeray. Uh, Harry Thackeray's great, 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 great granddad invented the bookmark. Uh, Chris Mina. Uh, Chris Mina, when he's not golfing or photographing, actually does rap battling, uh, and his rap battling name is Minor Chris Demina. Sorry. Okay. Um, Bill Bill Thu. Sorry, Bill. Uh, Bill Thu correctly predicted the top three placed uh, runners in the Grand National this Saturday just gone. Unfortunately, on the way to the bookies, he instead wandered into the local photography shop and spent all of his money on film instead, <laughs> and so missed out on the big payday. But, you know, there you go. you got the film to show for it, Bill. Ed Worthington. Ed apparently has a terrible allergy to Welsh people. <laughs> <laughs> Is that... Okay, fair enough. Um, Charles... Oh, gosh. Sorry, Kirshen Charles. Black. Thank you. Uh, Charles Kirchner, in his free time, makes award-winning jams. Oh, tasty. So there you go. There are your thanks for responsible people. Oh, God. The more you know. I really am going to have to start keeping track of these facts because I don't want to repeat facts about people. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Oh, dear. It's your favourite part you. of the show, isn't it, Rachel? Yeah. Yeah, well, absolutely. Can you not tell? Um, in spite of all of that, 
thank you so much to all of our wonderful, wonderful regular donors and uh, occasional donors and people who just um, enjoy listening to the show. We really super appreciate it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's really helped. Obviously, already has helped us with um, getting things sorted for recording the photography show, obviously became possible. Um thanks to your lovely donations it meant that we were able to buy our zoom recorder um and uh, as as people at the photography show will have seen we've got some stickers now which is lovely as well so um there's lots of things that it really helps us with um for example hosting um the website costs all all these other things um it really does uh, make a difference so thank you so much for for all of your support and help with that and if you um did fancy um dropping us a, a cup of coffee or a cup of tea seeing as we, we are british after all um it's uh, ko hyphen fi um i think dot com is that right or you can find it on our website which is sunny16podcast.com thanks again so much yeah thank you very much everyone and as Rach said we have got these stickers now we are going to start doing stuff with these stickers and i think we're going to start using some of our coffee money <laughs> probably quite quite sensibly to post these stickers off and i think um uh recurring donors are likely to be amongst the first recipients so we might be asking for it or we might be trying to figure out a sensible way to ask for <laughs> addresses at some point soon um so watch this space listeners um and I think that is about it. I think this... Have we made a short show this week? I think it is a pretty short yeah. show this week. Not bad, um, not bad. Yeah, we've we, we done it. We knew we'd get there eventually. This was always planned to be a half-hour show, wasn't it? <laughs> From the very get-go. <laughs> this was going to be a quick half-hour hit every week. Oh, uh, never mind. We deluded ourselves, didn't we? Yeah, well, what are you going to do? Oh, well. Um, <laughs> it's always nice to chat with you. Yes. Tomorrow... Mm. We are going to be recording the judging for the Cheap Shots Challenge. Dun, dun, uh, dun. Dun, dun, dun. We've had some fantastic entries this month, uh, this month, this round. Um, so I cannot wait to see what the delight that is Claire Bailey makes of those. Um, on the host front, here's where we're at so far. Rachel has got mm -hmm. some, uh, I am sure, wonderful pictures. Uh, are yours all set and ready to go, Rach? Yeah, um, they have been shot, they have been processed, they have been cut into strips, they have been scanned. Um, uh, so yeah, ready to go. Okay, here's where I'm at. My film has been shot. Bear in mind this is the Sunday before the Monday when we do this, and it is now 20 past 10. Uh, they have been shot, they have been loaded into a film reel <laughs> and a dark bag, um, and I have discovered uh, as people on the internet uh, led me to believe before doing so that the film I'm shooting which is uh, Silbera Ultima 200 which is a film I don't think they do anymore I think it was just a short-term film uh, is the thinnest film I have ever come across and I have absolutely mashed the end of it um, when cutting the reel it just it just crumpled like tin foil in my hand so so that's going to be great I'm really looking forward to seeing how that's all turned special out. effects exactly um, really really special effects so I have <laughs> once this is done uh, and I've edited it and put it up I have to go and dash off and develop my film and get that scanned in ready for tomorrow mm. um, which sounds pretty bad but it's not the worst is it Rach Cause what's, <laughs> it's not the worst because the, the worst <laughs> is, of course, our wonderful co-host, Aid, who has flat out just gone, oh, now I'm good, thanks, <laughs> with this round. 
in his ongoing spirit of, I just, I just not feeling inspired to do some things at the moment. The one thing he was not inspired to do was uh, shoot fashion with his one ten. So um, I'm feeling confident about a strong second place this time round, Rach. <laughs> Uh, yeah at least at least we can both aim for aim for our second place knowing that it's pretty much a guarantee that isn't it unless by some miracle he decides to uh to whip something out of the bag tomorrow um i think yeah second place seems good yeah absolutely <laughs> and this does of course mean listeners that if you haven't uh taken part or you've maybe missed out or joined in a bit too late we will be announcing on this week's show w- what will be the subject for the next round of the cheap shots challenge <laughs> that will get we will ask claire to pick one from the remaining few subjects i think there's only three or four subjects left in the box now what are we going to um, do after that uh, there'll be something new and exciting uh Ooh. and i don't know what okay. it will be um but uh i think there will be some people who will be <laughs> aid primarily quite happy to see the cheap shots challenge finally put to rest <gasps> um i know I such things i know it's an outrage mm. isn't it rage um I'm, I'm i'm not sure that we should say that just yet let's see we let's... need to have a discussion about this <laughs> that's true to be honest, as much as i'm just looking for an excuse to pass my wonderful and it really is wonderful cheap shots challenge camera on to something onto somebody <laughs> else because when we get to the last round of the cheap shots challenge whoever wins that round is getting that camera oh the fugly <laughs> the fugly yeah i'm putting out there Absolutely. whoever wins the last round of the cheap shots challenge whenever that may be might well be the end of this year we i think we might get to it this year um will win the fugly so if that's not a draw for everybody i don't know what is absolutely, absolutely. um so yeah so we will be back on thursday uh we will leave you as always with the wonderful music from schnauzer remortgaging the nest of hairs uh and until then goodbye goodbye have a lovely week (laughs) have a lovely week everybody (laughs) 